Welcome back to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen. And as always, I'm joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today, our special guest is Magic Gaming small forward, Maddie. Uh, thanks to both of you for coming aboard. Just to get everybody listening up to speed, uh, Magic Gaming is about to compete in the Steel Open, which is the tournament they won last year. By doing that, they qualified for the 3v3 playoffs. They'll have an opportunity to do the same this year. Uh, their first round opponent is Raptors Uprising GC on Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll discuss them in a moment. But let's first review the last couple weeks. Uh, Magic Gaming extended their switch open run by winning three out of their four games during the remote portion of the bracket stage, including in an all-time classic series against Grizz Gaming uh, that went the full five games. Uh, by prevailing in that game, they earned a trip to Washington, D.C. to play the in-person part of the tournament. Uh, they got off to a really good start in their matchup against Knicks Gaming by winning game one, but momentum shifted from there and New York advanced in uh, four games. Uh, Jonah, how would you assess where the team is at going into the steal based on the progress uh, you guys have been making these last couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think you could look across the league and see a lot of improvement in this game mode from from most teams, especially those that struggled early. I think that um, for us, a bit a big part of it is we just got some consistency in the lineup, uh, consistency to our play style. Um, and, you know, we got back to the basics, I think, for the most part. And uh, so I, I I think right now we're still trending upward. I think we're a team that is is really competitive with any of these teams uh, really across the league. And um, I think a couple plays go our way versus the Knicks in that game, too. Uh, we're looking at a different, different result last week. Um, I still feel like we let Milwaukee get away with a lot in that remote gameplay um, in our first loss in the switch open uh, bracket play. So, um it's tricky because, you know, one or two plays can can really swing an entire series in this game mode. But um, I think we're right there with anybody. And, and, you know, I like our chances this week as long as we're, we're mentally sharp and focused in. Maddie, uh, what would you say the big differences are playing remote versus playing in person? Obviously, you have a lot of experience with both. I would imagine the intensity is cranked up when you're in studio playing in front of an audience and with your opponent right across from you. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the intensity is definitely cranked up. Um I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like playing at home, playing remote is like it, it's a certain level of like comfortability you have, like just kind of playing at home, playing with your like playing with your teammates. And like on the stage, you got you like you just you could just feel like multiple people watching you. You can look across the room and see your opponent. You can hear them talk to you like it's 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 very different. Now, as far as the Raptors, Jonah, I know they roll with three guys that were selected in the 2023 draft. That's right. They they are all are they all rookies or? Sorry, ask ask that one more time. Yeah, so the Raptors uh, they roll with three guys that were selected yes. in twenty twenty three draft, so they're all rookies. Uh, assuming they go with their with their traditional lineup, they do have two veterans put back and Balak Seam uh, with the three rookies Mooch, Ham, and Gazuli. So we're not sure right. what lineup they'll run. They they bounced around a lot, but their best lineup I think to us is the one you're speaking of: Mooch at guard, uh, Ham at small forward, and Gazuli at the big. Right. So what have you seen from them and what will be the keys in your mind going into this matchup? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Mooch, at least at least uh, against us, moves really well. I think that he hits his open shots, so we're going to have to try to limit his open shots, especially early in the clock, make him work for sure. Um, Hom is more of a guy that goes for kind of fluke steals than than to play straight up defense, which is uh, kind of an advantageous skill set in this game mode specifically. Um, and Gazuli is really solid, wants to make a play, um, so th- they're good. I think that, in my opinion, um, the winner of our series has a great chance to make a run all the way to the final. So. Um, I, I think that, you know, we're going to have to play probably our best game of, of the entire tournament um, in that first series. I, I compare it really closely to the Charlotte series last year, where that was our closest matchup, despite the fact that it was kind of supposed to be our easiest one in the first round. Uh, when we played Charlotte in the steel last year. And uh, but it was like it's clear that, hey, once we get rolling, I think we're going to have a good shot. But that team is good um, and they will hit their opens. But hopefully we get them on stage. Maybe the emotions get caught up uh, while they're in person play, at least. And uh, we can we can get to them that way. Uh, it's kind of maybe a goal of ours. From a uh, tactical standpoint, Maddie, particularly in this year's 3v3 mode, what are the main things that are needed as a lock to be effective. Obviously there were so many electric guards in the league that, you know, honestly just watching them through a screen seem like in most cases they can cause so much havoc with their ball handling, shiftiness, driving ability, uh, sometimes outside shooting if they're greening. Uh, But from your perspective, being a lock, what do you have to do to make them uncomfortable? Um, You actually have to play a lot of guards very different this year. But I would actually say, like, the biggest thing this year, as opposed to, like, last year's 3v3 mode, being a lock is, like, you actually have to be able to play both sides of the ball. Like, last year, I feel like locks last year, you could just, like, kind of get away with sitting in the corner, making a couple shots here and there. But, like, this year, the lock build is so different because, like, you can actually handle the ball. You can really score in the paint, like, at a very high level on on the point guard. And it's really, like, an advantage if your lock is really good on offense. So I actually would say like that's like the that's really where the skill gap is like at lock. It's actually it may not be defense, it's really offense right now. So far this year, who's the toughest guy you've gone up against? As a guard, um man. Let me think. Um uh, man, I don't know. Uh it might be Cooks. Cooks is really Cooks is really good. He's really patient. Yeah. We blew some leads against them, so um uh I I think right off the top I would say Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's been I, I, spectacular. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah. Jonah, those that watch the 2K league but maybe don't play the game themselves that much, what determines when and why a player is granted badges and those special advantages during gameplay? You'll often hear during the broadcast the announcers inform the viewers that a player has a takeover, a badge, all that. And on top of that, how much of an advantage is it for a team when one of their players has one of those badges? Yeah, it's a good, that's a really good question, actually. Um, really, if you think of it this way, it's kind of like uh, you're on fire uh, in NBA Jam for those back in the day. Um, just in, or in, in real sports, you're kind of just in, in a heater. Um, you know, I was watching the the Knicks Heat game last night. They're like, Gabe Vincent's in a heater, that kind of moment. Um so if you look for four or five straight plays, uh, you know, where they they make a play or maybe score or something like that, and they probably have that badge. And it really depends on the player and what the badge is. For example, most common build is that 6-1 point guard, uh, and it has a playmaker badge, which looks like a rook from the game of chess. Um, and that one will essentially make its um, team ratings boost. So everyone on the team will get a kind of a, a boost to their ratings. 
Uh, and when a pass comes directly from that badge, they have a greater chance to hit the shot. Um, so it's a really advantageous badge to have. Whereas, you know, if you're a big man and you have a rebounding badge, it's just not as advantageous for the full team, maybe for you individually, uh, but not for the full roster. So it really depends on the badge in the moment. A lot of times you'll see someone with a sharpshooter badge pop it and shoot from, you know, well beyond half court. Um, that's very intended by the game, but looks very crazy when you're watching it on broadcast. So, um, yeah. Yeah, as I said earlier, Magic Gaming won the Steel Tournament last year. They also made it to the Ticket Final, which is the 5v5 version of the Steel. Maddie, what do you remember most about last year's Steel? Just how awesome was that experience? Man, I mean, just coming into the Steel, having like having had the season that we had and making that run was just really special. I feel like we can we can make another run like that. Uh, I mean, we improved last tournament. So if we improve again, we should actually come away with the steal. So I, I'm really excited still. Last night, me, me, Josh, JT, and Oreo were down here. We were playing 3 3 to like 1, 2 in the morning. So, I mean, we're still here. We're still committed to this mode, and we're still excited. I have to ask, you were a uh, Division One college basketball player. Scorio, who obviously we'll see in 5v5, he was a college football player, correct? Yeah. Who, who's the better athlete? I'm sure you guys have had this conversation. I know you're probably better on the basketball court. Maybe he's better on the football field. But as far as pound for pound, who, who's, the, who's the better athlete between you guys? I mean, right now, today, he's got it. I haven't I haven't been, like, playing basketball, working out to my fullest capabilities in, like, a couple of years now. So, I mean, he's fresh, like, off the season. Right. He's, like, he's like a, a workhorse right now. But, I mean, at my prime, I'll probably give him a run for his money, just a pure athlete. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Going around the league a bit, uh, last podcast we talked about players that have been pleasant surprises. Uh, Jonah, is there a particular team that has surprised you, either based on their success so far or, honestly, lack thereof? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I'll, I'll take the positive end, um, so I'm not getting any trouble with anybody. I think a team that surprised everyone has kind of been NBL. I think that um, a lot of people expected a, a, a poor start from them, uh, just based on the fact they're a new team. Uh, their roster doesn't really have like a star on it. Um, Jaden has been phenomenal, has progressed a lot based off his play last year. If you think about that Nets team that really struggled in 3v3 last year with Jaden at the helm with Streets and Stees. Um, and look at that same team in the Nets. Now they have greens and they look like they're a top, you know, top eight team in the league. Um, yet Jaden's able to do it with, with with what some would say is probably a lesser front court. I, I would disagree. I think that Law Rich and DJ two court are better, but um, really, really good team, uh, really sound in this mode. Um, and they're going to be solid in 5v5, at least based on uh, how they look in scrimmages, too. So uh, and they're expected, I think most power rankings have them like last in 5v5. And that is just not not the case. Maddie, any uh, particular teams impress you so far that maybe going into the season you didn't think they'd perform as well as they have? Um, yeah, actually, the Warriors kind of they kind of surprised me this year. I mean, last year they kind of did a lot with their lineup, like they switched a lot. I remember like last like in, at the end of the season they lost like one game in the series, changed their whole lineup. I don't think you can kind of win like that in this mode, but I mean they made the playoffs and it's it's very surprising and. They they look really good in this mode, actually. Even though they haven't made the stage like remote play, they've actually been really good. Jonah, especially as a general manager, going into the season, when you think about the draft and trading for players, like what determines whether you're completely neutral as far as trying to succeed in both 3v3 and 5v5 or focused on one or the other? It just seems, and, and I could be wrong on this, but just observing from afar, 
it just seems like some teams or some organizations in this instance really wanted to be elite at one and maybe take a step back in the other and obviously hope for the best, even if you didn't build your team with one mode in mind. What was the mindset with that? Because it seems like every team might have a different perspective on that. That is a great question. I think that you're right in saying that different teams have different perspectives there. I think that an example I'll use is Utah. They went through a complete retooling, bringing back one guy from the roster last year and kind of drafting a 3v3-minded roster. Um, Rec Combos comes from 3v3. Kaze comes from 3v3. Um, the whole idea was, hey, we're going to be good in this mode. Not sure about fives. We're going to draft some veterans in our other roles and Kel Mav and, and, um, and Charger and guys that have been around. But And we'll see how they do in that mode. But for, for us personally, I think... The goal is always to try to be neutral and, and be good in both, um, though I do think that we will always try to balance out our 5v5 roster and understand that, you know, that is the 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 mode we, you know, not take more seriously because that's not fair. I think we we take we take both, both, both modes very seriously, but I think it's more of a the game mode is just more competitive. It's it's more um, more engaging for the for the team. It's easier to have a intent, more intense focus level um, just based on the gameplay. So um, we're going to always kind of like not necessarily focus fives, but build our team, um, you know, with fives in mind, with specific roles in mind, and then hope that, you know, we can translate those skill sets over to three, three, the best we can. This would this would be a good a good opportunity to you know, have a six man and. Um, we could have those conversations for a different day, but that would be a great opportunity. Like, Hey, draft a guard for three V three. And then he's kind of on our bench in five V five. That would be an awesome yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I definitely can understand that. Now, have you guys practiced five V five at all, or has it only been three V three to this point? No, you know, to, to be honest, we've practiced five V five almost every week. Um, and that's most teams in the league. Like we, no team has like completely lost, you know, the, the identity of, Hey, like we have fives in a couple, couple months. Um, of course, now we look up and it's three weeks away. So, uh, we've been practicing a lot of 5v5. I think we're going to be sharp and ready to go come day one. Um, you know, and, and but a lot of teams are, and most teams have been practicing that game mode and have been pretty good at it. So, um, it, it should be a tough, a tough, uh, run that that schedule is pretty crazy. If you look at it, uh, moving, looking forward here, uh, to 5v5. So. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, that is all the time we have for this edition of the podcast. But once again, as I mentioned earlier, Magic Gaming will be in action this week in the Steel against Raptors Uprising GC. That's at on Friday at 6 p.m. if they win that series and they advance to play on Saturday. And there could be multiple games and multiple series uh, that day, depending on how far they advance. Well, once again, thanks so much and stay tuned for more coverage.